Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Thursday, December 21st. Uh, just a couple days, exactly like, what, three, four days before Christmas? Yeah, four days before Christmas. Uh, the last show of our sort of holiday season here uh, until we break until after the new year. So uh, welcome. We're glad you can join us. We hope that you're going to have a wonderful uh, holiday break and spend time with friends and families, however you choose to celebrate. And we're glad that you're going to listen to us during that time as well. We've got a bunch of LA Galaxy news to go over for you. You would think that in the last week building up to the holiday, there wouldn't be that much interesting stuff going on, but there is. The LA Galaxy, of course, went through their second round of the re-entry draft. They did actually pick a player, so that'll be fun. We'll talk about that. Uh, There's also another rumor out there, rumors concerning Dave Bingham and then Perry Kitchen as well. We're going to cover some of those, uh, and we're also going to go over the roster and then, of course, get to your questions and any opening day stuff that uh, we didn't cover on our last podcast on Monday night. So a little bit of a wrap-up before we head into the new year for Corner of the Galaxy here. Um, and like I said, a lot of interesting news, I think, that sort of comes out here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start with the first thing on the docket. Not a very long show today, so just uh, brace yourselves already. Uh, the re-entry draft, the second stage of the re-entry draft. There's there's different stages of the re-entry draft and different reasons for those stages, and I think I've gone over those, you know, a bunch before. But even even in this case, uh, even the fact that the uh, the LA Galaxy seem to have uh, have picked a player and that they now have the rights to the player. But again, we talk about rights and not necessarily signing people, and that's sort of where we sit right now with the LA Galaxy. Is that they have a couple players, and in fact, they have four players right now who are either out of contract or they have the rights to, but they haven't signed those players. So your current roster sits at 15, and we'll go over that entire roster. But there's a difference between stage one and stage two of the reentry draft, and usually you see more action in the second stage than you do in the first stage. All right, so um, basically the reentry draft is is the players who aren't eligible for free agency who will be at least 23 years old in 2017 with a minimum of three years of MLS experience. And if you do that first, first re-entry draft, you're basically picking up that player at their 2018 option. That's what you're saying. You're saying whatever they, somebody else is going to pay you in 2018, that's what we're going to pay you and we just pick it straight up. Now, the difference between stage one and stage two, and the stage two happening today on the 21st as we talk, stage two is that you're allowed to pick up the rights to that player and then are allowed to negotiate and make an offer to that player. And it's sort of like a bona fide offer is what they call it. And I guess the league deems what's bona fide and what's not a bona fide offer. And that player can either accept it or reject it. But even if the player rejects it, as long as MLS says that's a bona fide offer, that's a good offer then the team holds the rights to that player regardless of whether or not that player actually signs with the Galaxy. All right, and so in the with the very first pick of the second stage of the reentry draft, the LA Galaxy picked Servando Carrasco um, from Orlando City. Uh, you may know him uh, better as Mr. Alex Morgan. I, I know there's a bunch of you who are going, who? And then say, oh, now I get it. Yeah, uh, Mr. Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan's husband, actually. Uh, they both play in Orlando, although Alex was uh, on loan with Leon for a little bit. I think she's uh, she's going to be back with or- Orlando Pride now. Um, but uh, uh, Servando it plays for uh, Orlando City, 
and now he is a, a, not a member of the LA Galaxy, but the LA Galaxy have his rights. And so uh, this is a guy who has played throughout MLS. Uh, his career started back in 2011 with the Seattle Sounders under guess who head coach Siggy Schmidt. Um, so in that time, he had three very good years starting uh, in 2011, 12 games, uh, 12 games played, nine games played, and 19 games played in 2013 uh, before it looks like he was traded to the Houston Dynamo. Um, and then he went to Houston and then Sporting KC City, and then, he, and then he's been with Orlando City. And in 2016, he played in 31 games, getting 21 starts. In 2017, that was down 15 games played, nine game starts, one goal, 833 minutes uh, for his 2017 uh, sort of rounding out what he p- did in uh, last year, and then in career overall entirety, and he spent his entire career here, it looks like, in uh, Major League Soccer starting in 2011. 126 games played, 77 starts, two goals, uh, 7,206 minutes with five assists. Two goals in that many, in 7,260. This is a defensive midfielder, and this isn't a starting defensive midfielder either, and I know a lot of you are saying, how... Josh, you said that the LA Galaxy have so many midfielders that they couldn't possibly get any more midfielders. This is this is a horrible, horrible decision. You got another midfielder in there, and now where's he going to play? First of all, he's 29 years old, so not exactly a spring chicken here. But um, he's getting he's getting a little older, and uh, he's still in a very good age though, uh, in terms of depth. And that's what this is. This is a depth signing. Let's ask ourselves a question first. How many defensive midfielders do the LA Galaxy have on the roster? All right, I'll let you think about it for a second. Go through your head and name off all the all the guys. You got, you know, Ima Boateng, no. You know, Ramon Alessandrini, no. Jonathan Del Santos, no. Um, Sebastian Legette, no. Who is a defensive midfielder on this team? Mm, Baju Husinic? That would be your closest answer right now, and he's not even on the roster technically. All right, he's one of the guys who's sitting out there with his contract expiring. So... You understand there are no decent defensive midfielders except for possibly Baggio Husidic, who is should be coming back in 2018. That's all indications have sort of pointed that way. But the LA Galaxy don't have anybody there. And not only that, they really don't have a starting defensive midfielder. If you're going to play anybody in that starting role, you would I, listen, you know I'm a huge fan of Baggio Husidic. All right. You know that I think that he does um Wonderful things with his limited skill set and for the amount of money that he costs. He's he's a perfect MLS player, and these are guys, like, if you had a bunch of Bajos to fill up your roster to give yourself depth, that would be the ultimate in sort of how you would go about setting up a team, is you need these guys, these role players that don't cost a million dollars and that could be, you know, somebody who is who could who could do a lot for you. I mean, Baju who said it's cost $175,000 in 2017, um, and maybe that comes down a little bit in 2018. All right, so these are the type of players you want. So with Carrasco, you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, so he's a depth player. Not only is he a depth player, he's a defensive midfielder. Not only is he a defensive midfielder, but he's going to be the only one on the roster if they sign him. So that's why this is okay. Somebody said this isn't a position of need, and I would disagree very, you know, wholeheartedly that this is exactly a position of need, a defensive midfielder. Um, and then it goes into what formation are the LA Galaxy going to play? We don't know under Siggy Schmidt, and we don't know how he's setting it up. Is he going to have a single striker up top? Is Giovanni Dos Santos that striker? Is Giassi Zardes that striker? We don't know how he's trying to set things up, but what you can sort of start to see is that he started with the defense, and he's building the defense, and that's where we look at. Now, with their second pick in the in the second stage of the reentry draft, uh, they passed. So they picked one player. That's it. So there were three drafts: the waiver draft, the reentry draft phase one, and then the reentry draft uh, phase two or stage two, stage one. You know all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> of those three drafts, remember Josh predicted all these players were going to get picked. Um, of those three drafts, they got one player. 
All right? Not bad. It's not bad. I understand. But now you look at what the roster looks like, and you see that there's still a bunch of positions to fill. So the Galaxy are going to have to go out and fill those positions. Granted, a lot of those are going to be guys who aren't going to play. I mean, these are like reserve signing type things that you're going to do, but you're still missing some starters out there. Uh, There is no starting goalkeeper on the roster as of right now. Uh, There is no starting defensive midfielder. There is no starting striker. All right, there's a whole bunch of things you could do to fill in some of those, except for goalkeeper, because there literally isn't a single one on the entire roster. But uh, there's there's other places that you could move pieces around. So you you got to see where where Siggy's trying to put all these things together. Uh, currently on the roster, 15 players. 15 players are currently on the roster: uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, Roman Alessandrini, Michael Ciani, Jossi Zardes, Sebastian Legette, Joao Pedro, Emmanuel Boateng, Daniel Steres, Bradford Jameson. Dave, uh, Dave Romney, Hugo Ariano, Ari Lasseter, and then you got Jorgen Schielvik, all right? And then the new guy uh, who signed, and, and lucky for Kevin and I, we were spot on saying this one makes the most sense, and it did end up making the most sense. If you were following along, I think on Tuesday morning, uh, you saw that uh, the rumor update tracker that is, of course, on cornerofthegalaxy.com, which I behoove you to go and bookmark and check, you know, once or twice a day at least, um, but you would see that that rumor tracker got updated to very hot about an hour before the LA Galaxy signed Rolf Felcher. All right, so you got a uh, uh, Felcher in there now, and uh, Rolf Felcher has signed with the LA Galaxy, uh, and now he looks to be that right back. And this is a guy who can play a bunch of defensive positions, and you, you sort of saw the same thing with uh, with Jorgen Schielvik, is that this is a guy who can play center back and left back, and you know you can put him at both center back positions. Well, uh, Felcher seems to be the same guy. He's a Venezuelan international. He was Swiss-born, all right? So he played his youth games with the Swiss internationals um, and then went over and, and made his switch over to Venezuela whenever he got that. Um, so he's he's Swiss. He uh, I'm sure he carries dual passports, basically, for, for uh, Switzerland and Venezuela and is able to uh, sort of uh, traverse between those two countries. But uh, this guy is, is seems like a, a decent enough pickup. Um, maybe not the fastest guy over at right back. Uh, maybe not a guy who's certainly going to burn with speed and, and run up and down the wings on the right-hand side like maybe you were used to with the LA Galaxy with really having that attacking right-hand side. Um, you know, that's not where you're going to get out of this guy, but he, he seems to be very solid defensively. In terms of his footwork, he's able to get in front of defenders and stop guys. So Rolf uh, Felcher is coming in. He's an international player. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, we go down the international players and, and how many the LA Galaxy currently have. The Galaxy, as of right now, signed on their roster seven international slots. All right? You've, I'll go over all of them for you. Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, Roman Alessandrini, uh, Jorgen Schielvik, right? and Rolf Felcher. Those are the guys that you have in, in terms of the international slots. All right. Also, Joel Pedro. See, I missed Let's try this again. Because I just, I just screwed it all up. All right, let's go again. Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, Roman Alessandrini, Michael Ciani, all right, Joao Pedro, uh, Jorgen Schielvik, and Rolf Felcher are your international players. Out of seven, and the LA Galaxy have eight spots currently, which means there's one spot left over. If you sign Ashley Cole, you have no more international slots available. Here's the deal. There is one player on this list that look, the LA Galaxy are probably trying to move, and that's Michael Ciani. 
Uh, I hinted in my uh, Felcher article that uh, the Galaxy, or, or at least people around the Galaxy, may not think that uh, Michael Ciani is a starter. And in fact, he might not even be so much of a starter as 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 they don't even want him on the team anymore. Um, this still seems like it could possibly be a signing that went sideways before Siggy Schmidt came over. I know that he joined the team after Schmidt was already in charge, but I have a feeling that contract was signed before Schmidt took over, before Schmidt came on board. And so you're looking at the sort of last last gasp of, uh, you know, the Pete Vianis, um and and uh, Jovan Karofsky uh, signing waves there. So uh, Siani at a very, very large contract. Uh, $620,000 guaranteed, and he is a targeted allocation money signing in 2018 whenever he does it. It wasn't in 2017 because he signed with so little of the time left. But in 2018, he will be. So he's taking up some targeted allocation money, uh, at least $120,000 of it. If you figure that the ceiling is right around $500,000, it's like 504 or 503. I haven't memorized that number yet. It's still still early in the 2018 years. It's uh, 504-375 is your 2018 max budget. So you know that there's at least some money there for Michael Ciani coming in. Now, could the Galaxy try to move him? Yes, the answer is I think they are trying to move him. I think they're trying to offload him. I think they're trying to do anything they can to get rid of that contract because one, targeted allocation money, he takes up. And two, he takes up an international slot. And wouldn't you rather have two international slots available right now instead of just the one that the LA Galaxy currently have? If you have two, you can sign somebody like Ashley Cole. And if you sign somebody like Ashley Cole, you still have an international slot available for a striker if you're going to go out and try to get a striker on the international market. Now, there's lots of restrictions on that striker, and I know people are sort of clamoring and trying to figure out what exactly, you know, who are the Galaxy targeting with that striker, and I'll be honest with you, the rumors out there are not very clear. We had the Ola Kamara from Columbus Crew, but we haven't heard anything about that in a while. So it, it begs, you know, sort of the question, is the LA Galaxy still looking for a striker, or is there somebody like Jossi Zardis? And I mentioned Zardis, could he be your striker? The answer is he could be your striker, absolutely. Um, but we all know the rumors are out there and that the Galaxy started sometime last year and that they are shopping Giassi Zardis. And so Zardis, if Zardis sticks with this club, is he the striker? Um, you know, the Galaxy go into 2018 in a similar situation of 2017. You're relying on Giovanni Dos Santos, who had three goals from the run of play, and Giassi Zardis, who I think had scored two goals the entire season. Uh, you know, are you going to rely on those guys and have success from that? The Galaxy weren't the worst team in the league in scoring goals and they weren't the worst team in the league in giving up goals but they were close and it was a franchise record for most goals given up so rightfully so Siggy Schmidt has looked and signed defenders and that's what you're seeing with Shelvick and and, and Felcher um, coming in and then should be able to pair with I'm going to say Daniel Starris at center back right now um, and you should be able to to have a, a relatively good lineup depending on who your left back is if it's Ashley Cole that's cool if it's Dave Romney that's cool um, but you have to decide who that is. I mean, you know, Ashley Cole, if he doesn't get this job, he's probably done. He's probably retired. That's probably it. Um, do you gamble on him? You already have Dave Romney in the wings and sort of signed up for this next year. He's already on the roster. So do you roll the dice on Ashley Cole knowing that you have to burn an inter international slot and you have to burn some money? I mean, I think that Ashley Cole is going to demand targeted allocation money. So that's sort of where you know, the LA Galaxy stand in terms of the roster and, and how things are going. I mean, listen, if you signed every single player that the Galaxy either have the rights to or who are out of contract and who we think the Galaxy are at least trying to sign, you'll have 19 players on this roster. And if you have 19 players, that leaves you 11 players remaining 
for the final, you know, up until the 30-man roster. There are 30 positions maximum. Um, I believe you can have, a, you know, all the way, I think you could go all the way up to 28, and there's probably a maximum, uh, there's probably a minimum of like 26 or 24 players that you need on a roster. Um, but the LA Galaxy usually c- carry 30 players, and I would expect them to carry 30 players in this particular case as well. So um, if you signed, you know, David Bingham, uh, rumored to be coming to the LA Galaxy. They traded for his rights from the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, there's been some hints that perhaps David Bingham is not that interested in coming to the LA Galaxy and maybe looking overseas at Europe as well. Um, if you sign Carrasco, if you sign Ashley Cole, if you sign Baggio Husidic, then all of a sudden you have 19 players on the roster. Probably makes you all feel a little bit better. I'll tell you that with... Let's see, 32 days until the preseason starts. I mean, we're getting to that point. Uh, On the 22nd, it'll be 30 days, one month until the LA Galaxy report for preseason training. And it's been 59 days since the LA Galaxy season ended. Uh, And we've been keeping track on our Instagram page and on Twitter of how many days are left and all that sorts of fun stuff. But, you know, I I do it just to sort of keep you in, in the loop on those things. But things are starting to get pretty tight here. Now, I don't think it's time to panic. I think a lot of stuff is going to happen after the new year. Um, and basically, you know, you have 22 days uh, to to sort of fill out the rest of the roster. Um, and Siggy Schmidt really wanted the, his group to be together, bef- you know, starting that January 22nd and be able to go off to Tucson and then be able to come back and have those three games in Southern California. So all those things are very important um, to find guys and to put them in places. He's got to start doing that. And yes, there has been some progression. Certainly, you sign Felcher and you sign... Shielvik, okay, those both of those guys, that's good. But there's more to do still. You still have more players to sign. Um, in fact, there's a lot more. And you're limited by international slots. So uh, the majority of the signings that you're going to see from here on out should be domestic players. And that includes probably a domestic striker unless that's the last remaining international slot. And the LA Galaxy can trade for more in- international slots. Don't get me, Don't get me wrong. You can do that. But that's that's sort of where the Galaxy sit right now. Um, their base salary payroll right now, because I don't even have numbers on Shelvik or Felcher, uh, is about $9.4 million. And obviously you can understand that five, six, almost $7 million of that is uh, is the three designated players. So that's sort of where we sit. But, you know, I, we talked about David Bingham, whether or not that gets done. I have a feeling it does get done. Uh, everybody I've talked to still seems pretty confident in the fact that it gets done. Uh, it's just not going to get done, they said, before Christmas, um, and we'll see if that timeline holds out. Things can change. If a player suddenly decides, yeah, I'm in, you know, it's unlikely the Galaxy make any more announcements. Friday before a holiday isn't exactly the time to splash the news that you just signed a new player. Even if it's done, it's a done deal, and it's good, you wait until after the holidays. You wait until after uh, January 1st to announce that signing. So, um, you know, I think there's still some shaky ground on the Bingham thing. I don't think it's 100% lock. Uh, I think having Dominic Kinnear down here at at the LA Galaxy certainly is a plus for that. Um, And I think that that probably makes that end up happening maybe a little bit easier. But nonetheless, that is still something to keep an eye on. And make sure you tell all your friends the LA Galaxy haven't signed a goalkeeper. They have the rights to one. Uh, You know, they haven't signed uh, anybody from the reentry draft. They have the rights to, uh, to Carrasco. Uh, it doesn't mean that he wants to come. I mean, you know, you saw Alex Morgan, uh, at, I think, transfer over to Orlando, uh, basically to that way she could be near her husband, which you would understand. Um, and now her husband is traveling back to L.A. 
you know, Alex Morgan, I think, say uh, a, a local, a SoCal local. So, you know, maybe she could come back here, but there's no NWSL team. LAFC has talked about launching an NWSL team. The LA Galaxy have the only funded girls academy program uh, by a major league soccer team in the country. So you would think that maybe they're starting to move to developing an NWSL team, but I've been told over and over again that that just doesn't seem viable. So, um, you know, without that happening, it, it's sort of an interesting, it's a dilemma. It's an interesting dilemma for, for two professional athletes um, and, and sort of how they make their life work and uh, and how that all works and whether or not Carrasco even makes it to Los Angeles. So, uh, and they'll have to sign him in order to do that. Um, so that's that's sort of where you stand. So again, you don't have a goalkeeper. You have the rights to one. Uh, Ashley Cole hasn't resigned and Baggio Hosidic hasn't resigned. So Carrasco is your dis- defensive midfielder right now. Like the only one in the entire roster. You have 15 players, and if he signs, he would be 16. And of those 15 players, not one of those guys is a defensive midfielder. Uh, so it is a position of need. It's a good depth signing. I don't think it's a starting signing because it now seems, and if we follow the rumors, it seems like the LA Galaxy are trying to uh, uh, attempt to sign Perry Kitchen. Perry Kitchen, I think a lot of you will remember, um, former MLS player with DC United came in in 2011 uh, ended up playing 158 games and starting 155 of those games with 10 goals and nearly 14,000 minutes with 10 assists and uh, another defensive midfielder guy who has uh, been traipsing around Europe a little bit uh, he went to uh, to Hearts in Scotland uh, where he made 39 appearances and I think at one time was the captain over there in 2016 and 2017 uh, but then a manager change and his role changes and all of a sudden he falls out and next you know he's signing with Randers FC uh, in the Dutch League, and Randers isn't doing very good. He still has 18 months left on his contract, though, but the LA Galaxy, according to Jeffrey Carlisle over at ESPN, a great guy, and Jeff has been on the uh, podcast many times. Anyway, Jeff says the LA Galaxy are interested in uh, Perry Kitchen, and he is another CDM, a holding CDM, a central defender, a central defending midfielder. All right. Uh, and, you know, this is a starting caliber midfielder if you if you want to talk about this so if you're saying hey you know Joel Pedro they paid a lot of money for him last year that sort of goes away because I think he's only making actually you know what I have the numbers right here in front of me uh he's he's only making $120,000 and then $141,000 in guaranteed compensation he's not making a ton of money so he might not be a TAM player this year unless they spread out that signing over multiple years and then he could still take up TAM but cost you know literally no money uh, in terms of the salary cap. So he doesn't have to start anymore. And that's sort of the argument here is that if you're going to go with a defensive midfielder, somebody like Perry Kitchen, and you bring him in and maybe you play a five midfield, you know, sort of uh, a formation. And there's some arguments to that because certainly the LA Galaxy have a plethora of of midfielders and attacking midfielders in Spash and Legette. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos sort of fits that box to box. He's uh, he's more balanced there. Uh, but Roman Alessandrini, um, you know Emma Boateng, you have players that you can fit in there. That if you wanted to get five midfielders on the field at the same time, you could do that. And now with a defense that probably looks like uh, Felcher on the right, and then let's just say for argument's sake, Steras. Um, and then you have uh, Shelvik in there, and then if Ashley Coles comes back, he plays left back, or Dave Romney, he could play left back. I mean, there's there's some things that are starting to build there that you could say, hey, that's not a horrible team. I, you just don't know who that striker is going to be up top. You know, Giovanni Dos Santos, is he going to be it? Uh, does Giossi Zardes play in that midfield? Is Giossi Zardes or Siani even on this team anymore? And that's sort of where there's still some balancing act, even with 15 players currently signed for the LA Galaxy. There's still some 
some pieces to juggle in there with Jossie Zardis and, um, you know, Michael Ciani and whether or not you could get rid of anybody. So it will be interesting to see exactly where the LA Galaxy stand on Perry Kitchen, whether or not they can make a deal happen. I mean, you would imagine there's probably a transfer fee involved in some of this. Uh, he has made 17 appearances so far, according to Wikipedia, uh, for Randers. And so um, this is a guy who still plays, who's getting time, who can still be a valuable asset. And I think if you're looking at uh, the the LA Galaxy, could be you know a starting central defensive midfielder for you. And, and that's... That could be very interesting. That could be a good good sign for the Galaxy going in. Um, you know, just to mention that Kitchen has played at all levels of the U.S. youth teams in the U-17s, U-20s, U-23s, uh, and also has five caps for the U.S. men's national team starting in 2015. So that's sort of where we stand on Perry Kitchen. So that is a new rumor. It is on the rumor tracker. If you go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, you can find that rumor and uh, and all the associated links that you need to in order to track that and find it. And as we go along, we'll find out whether or not any of these hold water and whether or not the LA Galaxy can make any moves for them. All right? All right. Uh, let's see. We've talked about the re-entry draft. That's done. We've gone over r- rumors. We've talked about the newest defender, Rolf Felcher, as well. So he's in. Um, that that sort of sh- starts again to shore up the back line. And a guy, a right back, who is uh, going to be available starting on January 22nd. Uh, he was with Cardiff City, and his contract basically expired in January. So this is a free transfer for the Galaxy as well. So it looks like it could be a smart pickup. Just don't expect a super athletic dude on the right-hand side who's tearing up and down the right right side, you know, getting into the attack and stuff because that doesn't seem to be how Siggy Schmidt is building this team right now. It seems like he's trying to have a good, solid defensive base to start from, and you see him working from the back and now moving into the midfield and trying to acquire some central defensive midfielders to fill that role and be able to backstop somebody like Jonathan Dos Santos to be able to let him get forward and into the attack a little bit more, although he certainly is going to be a guy who plays both sides of the ball. So, that's that's again, you're there. Now, again, the big question is strikers, and who are the LA Galaxy to get and there's no answers for that there's just not a lot of rumors out there and i wish there were because i would certainly be able to tell you um you know what they were and whether or not you know it, it seemed realistic for the uh la galaxy to go after him so we'll keep an eye on that we'll keep looking at the uh at the offensive <laughs> excuse me i have a cough and it's been uh killing me here but uh we'll see if uh if the la galaxy can find some value in some of these or if they are going to stick and and this should uh, i think worry some people if they are going to stick with somebody like giovanni dos santos and and Giassi zardis uh two guys who struggled mightily in in 2017 and showed no real chemistry together at any point during the season so Oh, big, big sort of breath, and and remember, there's still some time. Again, 32 days or 31 days until the LA Galaxy report preseason, and then uh, we we now know that the LA Galaxy will kick off their season for the very first time uh, at StubHub Center in 2018 on March 4th. Well, they where they will host the Portland Timbers. This is a 7 p.m. game on uh, a Sunday night. So 7 p.m. Sunday night, you think to yourself, why would you have a game at 7 p.m.? It's a national televised game, guaranteed. Um, it could be Unamas, it could be Fox, it could be ESPN, but basically they're going for that later time slot because if it was just a local game, then in all likelihood that game would get played at three or five uh, in order to to be able to uh, sort of fit the Sunday game uh, a little bit better. So that's week one, March 4th, 2018, and then a week later, another Sunday game, week number two, March 11th, 2018, the LA Galaxy will travel all the way across the United States to Yankee Stadium where they'll 
face off against New York City FC. So those are your two opening day games. Um, opening day for New York City is on the March 11th, and of course, opening day for the LA Galaxy and the home opener and the season opener and all that fun stuff is on uh, is on March 4th of 2018, 7 p.m. They are going to do a, a jersey reveal. If you're a season ticket member, you probably already saw an email. Um, and in fact, it might only be restricted exactly to season ticket members, but there will be something at LA Live where they will introduce or, or announce the brand new LA Galaxy home kit, their 2018 home kit, on January 21st. So the day, it looks like, before the LA Galaxy are set to report to... Uh, report to training for uh, for the start of the season. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Just a little heads up on that event. So make sure you check your emails in order to find that. All right, before uh, I head out of here, I guess it's time to uh, to get to some of your questions that you had that you sent into the show, mostly on Twitter, at Galaxy Podcast, of course, is where you can find us. And you can ask me questions anytime you want, but I appreciate you give, sort of giving me, uh, giving me the heads up uh, you know, on this particular show and throwing them at me so that way we could talk about some things before we go into this little break. Again, no shows next week because one show would fall on Christmas and that ain't happening. Uh, and Thursday the 28th, I don't want to do a show. And then uh, it looks like Kevin and I have decided that January 1st we will actually record a show. So we'll have a new year uh, for you, a new year's show. And uh, some that'll come out sometime that day. I don't know. We haven't figured out the schedule. But anyway, so that's our schedule. So no shows next week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you have anything breaking. And, of course, cornerofthegalaxy.com will keep you sort of updated on where where all the rumors are and, and anything else. And the draft trackers on there. You can find out anything, any move the LA Galaxy have made uh, this offseason in terms of trying to acquire players is all there. Uh, the signings, the trades, um, any, of the, uh, any of the draft results, any of that stuff is right there. And then, of course, all the rumors down at the very bottom. So check that out. All right. Um, let's go to uh, Cameron. At Camoman33 says, what is your starting lineup as of right now without a striker and maybe without a keeper? Uh, so if Bingham signs, Bingham's the starting goalkeeper. Um, let's go ahead and answer uh, a, a different one, Cameron. Uh, I'll switch to Brian's question. He goes, you see any chance of the G's picking up David Ousted as a free agent at a reduced wage or is the deal completely dead? First of all, he wouldn't be a free agent because he doesn't follow under, follow, fall under the free agent sort of guidelines. Um, right now, it seems like Vancouver is going to maintain his rights, and he's going to have to figure out another place to play if they don't want to use him and don't want to pay him. It's one of the mean, uh, ridiculous sort of uh, bad things about Major League Soccer is that a lot of times the freedom of movement is uh, severely restricted, and, and David Alstead maybe that guy. So back to your question, Cameron. Um, Cameron, you know, the starting lineup. So you're going to have Bingham in goal if he signs with the LA Galaxy. And right now I'm feeling optimistic, so let's say he does. Uh, Felcher's outside on the right-hand side. You're going to have Steris, and then you're going to have uh, Shelvik. And then it, right now, because nobody else is out there, we're going to put Dave Romney, who I think can play left back. But if the LA Galaxy sign Ashley Cole or re-sign Ashley Cole, I think that's where Romney slots in right now. Or you could take Shelvik move him out to the left-hand side and slot in Dave Romney and Dan Steris, a good pairing in center, if you wanted to have them, uh, you know, sort of be familiar with that and and be able to do it. Because Shelvick can definitely play in that uh, left-back role and could probably play it better than than Romney. And I think Romney would tell you he would much rather play in the center of the uh, the pitch anyway. Uh, so that's that's where you have your defense there. You know, here's where it sort of gets crazy. I think Sebastian Legette is going to be on the outside. Um, right now, you're going to have Jonathan Dos Santos, and right now, because Carrasco probably isn't your starter, 
Um, and because he's not signed, we'll say that Joao Pedro is in the center there on the right-hand side is Romana Alessandrini. So you had Jonathan Dos Santos in the center along with Joao Pedro and then Alessandrini on the right, uh, Special and Jed on the left, just to recap that. Uh, then I think, as of right now, as it stands, you have Giassi Zardes up top and Giovanni Dos Santos underneath him. That is my starting lineup right now. Um, I think that there's a lot of holes there. Mostly it's on the offensive side. I don't know that I have a lot of faith in Zardes or in uh, Giovanni Dos Santos. So what are you going to do in order to make that better? you got to find a you know a real striker. And so I think that is going to be a focus for the LA Galaxy, but I don't think that they've come close there yet. Could it be Ola Kamara, as we've talked before from Columbus Crew? Could be. Uh, does Giossi Zardes go to Columbus and the LA Galaxy give up some money and then they get Ola Kamara in return? Maybe. Maybe that's a trade that can be made. Um, so that's sort of uh, that's sort of where I sit in terms of the the starting lineups. I, th- I think that answers your question there, uh, Cameron. Hopefully it does. Um, let's see. Let's see where else we go. Um, let's go to. Uh, we already talked about the Perry Kitchen stuff, and there's a bunch of people who asked about Perry Kitchen and that rumor. Um, David uh, David asks, any new info on who the Galaxy seem to be zeroing in on the striker position? No, David, we don't. I wish we did. Um, some Oliver writes in and says, give us your best guess as to how many more signings are left and what positions they'll be. That's tough. There's 15 roster spots open. Uh, you are going to look at probably... One or two more midfielders. I think the Perry Kitchen one is a good locked-in sort of target there. So another central defensive midfielder. That'll give you a starting CDM. Um, that'll give you backup in Carrasco and Baggio Husidic. Um, And whether or not the LA Galaxy want to re-sign Baggio Husidic, uh is, is going to be interesting as well. So that is, uh, that, that, that'll that is sort of sit there. I'll say that the rest of these should be offensive-minded, whether they're going to be depth in terms of outside midfielders that all, can also play striker. Remember, you also have Bradford Jameson the, f- the fourth. You also have Ari Laster that is already there. So you definitely need one to two strikers real strikers you need some guys you need one starter for sure right you need a goalkeeper that's another one of those signings that definitely has to be made um david bingham has to be signed uh if if the la galaxy are um you know are serious about any of this stuff if the la galaxy are looking at any of that you got to sign david bingham you traded for him you got to sign him you got to lock that deal up again i feel positive that that's going to happen in terms of i feel like good about it happening. I'm not positive or certain that it's going to happen, but I feel good that it's going to happen. So um, that's sort of where you sit there. I, you know, there's going to be just depth fill-ins. There's probably going to be a defender thrown in there that you're like, okay, you know, there, uh, most, most of these signings are going to fill out the rest of this roster. Maybe you're going to get two more names that you really know or two more names that have, you know, some significant impact on the LA Galaxy and whether or not those can be. I mean, Perry Kitchen is a great idea. One, because he's a domestic player. That's not an international slot, and you can get a starter out of that. You need another domestic starter. Um, So anyway, that's where you're looking at, okay? I think that sort of helps you out. Again, there's 15 roster spots open right now. If the Galaxy sign Ashley Colbaggio, Zizic, David Beckham, and uh, Servando Carrasco, if if they sign all of those and you have 19, that leaves you 11 left. And of those 11 names, you'll probably have one or two that you actually know who they are. So that's where we go with that. Um, let's see. Let's continue on. Uh, LA Native at LA, at underscore LA, underscore Native says, how likely is it that Zardis will remain with the team. I still think it's 50-50. In fact, in my mind, I've almost written him off this team already. Um, And they said, do you think, uh, he says, uh, or they, I should say they, uh, do you think a deal hasn't yet been made because the front office is full-heartedly looking for too much in exchange for him? Also, is that a a once-a-year cut-a-player-provision thing still accessible? Is it likely we use it on Siani? To my knowledge, there is no way that you can cut a player... um, 
and it seems like uh, right now that they're stuck with that contract. Does that mean that they can eat the con- they can eat the contract? But I still think that there might be salary cap rules and implications that still hit them. So that's probably why they're not. Even if you ended up, let's say you sent Siani somewhere, and it could be overseas or anywhere else. Let's say you sent Siani somewhere, and you paid two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars of his salary to whoever is going, and you get no transfer fee. It's basically a free transfer, and you're like, hey, we're going to pay some of his salary. It, that, that might still work. All right, two hundred fifty thousand dollar hit is a lot better than you know the uh, the the six hundred twenty two thousand dollar hit. So <clears throat> that's uh, that's where I think about that. I don't think they're asking too much for Zardis. I think they're just trying to make sure that they get some value out of him, which I believe he has some value. I don't think Siggy Schmidt or anybody else is overvaluing Zardis's um, worth right now. Now. It's different, again, because if you're the LA Galaxy, the worth to the LA Galaxy is different than what it would be like the worth to the Philadelphia Union or the Columbus Crew, and I think everybody understands that. Or at least I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they understand that. So I don't think they're trying to get, you know, a million dollars for Giassi's artists. I, it's just, that doesn't make any sense. But if they're trying to trade him interleague or intra-league, 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 intra, inside the league, if they're trying to send, send, trade him to another team inside the league, then... There could be some good value picked up there in terms of allocation money or anything else. Now, if you try to go and trade him for a player like Ola Kamara, um, then you're probably looking at you're not going to get anything in return. You're probably going to have to send money there and get Kamara in return. You know, plus you send Zardison, you know, a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars in targeted allocation money, that type of thing. So that's. That's sort of where you look at uh, at the different things, and and maybe that deal works. So, you know, how likely do I feel that Zardis is there? Like I said, I, I in my mind, I may have already written him off this team just because I don't. I think they're ready. I think he wants to change, um, and I think that the Galaxy want to change as well. I think it's mutual. So, I think that that probably still happens. Uh, David asks about the Perry Kitchen rumor. Um, uh, we've already talked about it, but. Um, you know, at uh, KSIG underscore Ricardo. Um, he says, why so many midfielders and still no goalkeeper or striker? Shouldn't their first priority be on getting at least one person to fill those positions? I'm sure that they have different things that they're looking for. I'm sure that they uh, they have a bunch of different guys that they have their sights on, um, and they were able to close the defenders first. I mean, a lot of these are just in terms of how you get different things um, in, in terms of how, how the deals fall together. And it also matters... And it could matter about what they're going to do with somebody like Jossie Zardis if they move Zardis, and then that frees up the salary cap room. So they really have to figure out a landing spot for him uh, very soon. And in this case, why so many midfielders? You, you, you realize that they only signed one midfielder in so far, or actually has, haven't even signed, have the rights to one midfielder so far in the offseason here. Um, otherwise, it's been all defenders, and they have the rights to a goalkeeper, so they probably have that goalkeeper, or at least they think that they have that goalkeeper. So technically, they probably already got that one taken care of. It's the striker position that that worries, I think, you and everybody else and, and myself in terms of how they're constructing a team and where the biggest holes are, and it's still that striker, and whether or not you're going to be able to go out and find a striker for $1.5 million under that TAM exemption, use that targeted allocation money to sign somebody good, um, and still have an international roster slot available to use and be able to go after in 2018. So that's uh, that's sort of where where we're going all this different things. Let's see. Um, looking at any of the other stuff again. Um, so somebody comes in and at Dr. Nick 442 says crazy speculation. Does all the signing of midfielders signal again? There has been no midfielder signed. 
they're going after two. They have the rights to one. I just want to point it out there. Even if they sign two, it'll be two defensive midfielders when you have an almost defensive midfielder in Baggio Husidic. All right, so again, they aren't doubling. It's not like they went out and signed another player in the center of midfield to take over for Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, and Joao Pedro, with his salary and with the possibly his TAM designation going away, is actually a pretty good bargain, and maybe you want to keep him because he could develop into something. That's sort of where you start to look at what you can do with Joao Pedro in the future. Um, so, so it's not all these midfielders. Granted, they have a ton of midfielders to begin with. That's the real issue. But they haven't gone out and signed like seven midfielders. They haven't signed any. So, um, and if they end up signing two and they're both central defensive midfielders, I think they're rather justified in making that. Um, but anyway, uh, they go on to say, uh, does, does all the signing of midfielders signal that the Dos Santoses are on their way out? That's the only scenario I can figure that makes any sense. No, I would say no. I would say dead wrong in that particular case. Uh, go back to the drawing board. Because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, because it, it seems like that ship has sailed. There was some rumors, um that could certainly have had the Dos Santos brothers going somewhere else, but that is not the case now. I believe they're here. I believe they're both going to be in an LA Galaxy kit starting on January 22nd at StubHub Center. All right, let's go to, um, let's see. Um, dun, 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 dun. Just uh, a, a Andrea. Uh, Andrea on Twitter basically says, I hope there's a lot going on behind the scenes because I'm nervous. Uh, there is a lot going on behind the scenes. You can see it in the rumors that are, I mean... <laughs> If you pick up a phone and you call about somebody, it usually gets reported anymore. It doesn't mean that you're serious, but even if you're inquiring, somebody's going to end up leaking that to somebody else and it eventually gets out. That, that's how these things work. Um, so there is a lot to go behind the scenes. And again, 15 roster spots still open. There's still some time for some busyness. And I think that the Galaxy probably enter camp with 22 players or 20 to 22 players, and then they have a bunch of guys who are going to come in and sort of try out for camp, and then you're going to have you know the eventual roster decisions whenever those finally come down to the to the roster freeze point. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's sort of where the galaxy stands. So Andrea, I wouldn't you can be nervous, and again, I think the lack of rumors on a striker could make you a little nervous, and you understand why that you know the galaxy really do need a striker, but at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm not freaking out about anything else. So far, the, the starting lineups that I've given you aren't horrible. Um, it's, they're just missing some, some pieces there. And so really, it's just about the Galaxy finding those remaining pieces. Uh, the finding, final one from Shane, uh, because Shane's a nice guy. He says, uh, I asked if there are any questions. He goes, yeah, what do you want for Christmas, Josh? Uh, let's see. Josh would like to get paid a million dollars in order to do his podcast. Uh, that would be nice for Christmas. If anybody has a million dollars and would like to pay me that to do this podcast, I'd be happy to do it for you. Uh, you know, I, in fact, I'll sell out for that for a million dollars. I think I'll sell out whoever wants to sponsor this show can, uh, can pretty much do it. But anyway, you go, what else do I want for Christmas? Um, you know what? I want an exciting season in 2018. I, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of galaxy soccer as, as a lot of you do. Um, I go to a lot of games, in fact, almost all the games. Um, I'm, I, I would love to travel on the road, uh, a couple games with the galaxy this year as well. So, I mean, those are sort of my Christmas wishes, uh, for the studio, I always have different things in mind to sort of plus up the studio. And again, open house on February 17th before the LA Galaxy hosts the San Jose Earthquakes down at the Great Park in Orange County. So I hope, Shane, that you come down and you can visit. Um, I hope that everybody sort of gets to uh, figure it out. And we're going to start doing an RSVP here in a little bit, and we'll figure out how to do that. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. But anyway, I mean, you know, come on. What I, what I want for Christmas is, is stupid stuff. I want a recording light in the studio because that's cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Again, an exciting season in 2018. Make it fun. 
Right? Soccer's supposed to be fun. I enjoy covering the Galaxy, but some of the games last year were not that exciting. And the games before that were some of the most boring soccer I think I've ever watched. So, I mean, there have been two years here where the Galaxy have not been very entertaining. So I hope I've done a bit better job of being entertaining than they have. Uh, I feel like I'm undefeated every season if we go to that. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. There's there's not too much. Thank you for all your questions. I appreciate it. If you want to email any questions in, you're always welcome to do that at gmail, uh, cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com is our web address. And of course, again, no shows next week. No show on Christmas, no show on the 28th, but we are right now planning a show on January 1st, so the very first day of 2018, where we shifted over, where it is now time. We are in the year. The season starts. Uh, it'll be it'll be a little more exciting. There's going to be 22 days until the LA Galaxy report for preseason training. So lots of stuff is about ready to uh, to get kicked off here very, very soon. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That seems like that's about it. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and, of course, at Galaxy Podcast, go over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Podcasts are there. All of our articles, written stuff, all of our rumor trackers, all that fun stuff is right there, and you can follow along make sure you are the smartest person in your household all right it's not simple it sounds like a good plan all right wishing everybody a very 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 happy holidays uh enjoy time with your families uh and hopefully you'll come back and see us again in 2018 as far as the last show of 2017 thank you for trusting us here at corner of the galaxy for all of the co-hosts all the writers anybody who's done anything thank you for trusting us with your la galaxy news we appreciate your support. Uh, we do it because we love it, because nobody's getting paid here. Uh, and we hope that 2018 is going to be a wonderful and much better year for every single one of you. I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. For the very last show of 2017, have a great and happy holiday, everybody, and happy new year. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.